Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Give a Buck. It's myself, Sean, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. So, this week's episode, we're going to have two episodes this week, actually. We're going to look at the West Western Conference this week, or this episode, and on the next one, it'll be the Eastern Conference we'll look at. So, essentially, we have written out where we think each team is going to finish this year in the Western Conference. We might try and justify it, we might not. We'll see how it goes. So, Matt, I'll hand over to you first, mate. I'll let you take the who you think is going to finish. We'll start from the bottom. Let's start, what, go 15 to 1? We'll work away up to yeah. 1. So, let's start with who have you got at 15 in the Western Conference? Yes, yeah, so I, had, I had an interesting time doing this sort of standing list. I think there are like five, four, four, four or five teams that aren't very good in the West. But then the rest is pretty pretty tight. I think up, up near the top, I think there's got a, a lot of a lot of good teams that are all going to be quite close together. But uh, dead last, I have OKC. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's slightly different for me because they're also in quite a rebuild at the moment, which obviously they're never going to be world beaters at the moment, but I've got them slightly higher up than 15th. So I, I have OKC last because of the whole rebuild aspect. Um, they've got some really, really good players that I think are coming out. I mean, Shea is a very, very good player. Shakers Alexander, yeah, I think he will have another great season. He had a great season last year as well. But um, mm-hmm. again, I think they want to be losing games. If that makes sense, like yeah, and I think that sort of mentality isn't going to be the kind of mentality where you go out and you end up winning games, you know. So I think well, that's like team tank at the moment for them, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I'm not sure they're drafting this year. They drafted a uh, Josh Giddy, I think his name was out of um, I think it's him, Josh, a uh, guy from Australia, uh, six. I think um I think he's definitely more of a project player. I don't think he's too well. I mean, people 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 are saying that he's not too NBA ready at the moment. So I'm not sure if he's going to really have too much of a of a winning impact at the moment. Yeah, and I, I just think they they don't want to win and therefore won't. If that makes sense. No, no, it does entirely make sense. To be honest, mate, it does make sense. I have them sitting in thirteenth. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be. It's only a couple of spots difference, but obviously they're still winning the lottery at that rate. But I, I've got them sitting thirteenth purely because the roster isn't a bad roster. You know, it's young. No, it's not. They've got plenty of draft picks that they're going to be keep going. At. I've seen a couple of years time. I think they're going to be a great team. You know, no, I've, definitely. I've written down very few. Like I've written down some notes for this episode as to do for most. Mm-hmm. And all I've managed to get is one line for OKC, and that is the rebuild continues, but the roster is looking decent. Yeah, so I think they've got I a, think, a very good future, and I think I think OKC fans will be happy. With being so pretty, did, pretty rubbish. Where did they finish last year? I think they were 14th they, last year. Was it 14th? It was. Right? They, finished 14th, they finished just above the Rockets. Yeah, Five games better off than the Rockets in 14th. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they were, they were only one game behind the Timberwolves who were 13th. So it's possible. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, I think if they had the mentality to, to go on and push on and win more games, I think they would. I think they could be a lot higher in the settings. But I think what they want to be doing isn't that. So... I don't think they're quite ready, you know, how Philadelphia were, you know, processing during that whole time. I think <laughs> I think that they're going to be doing the same sort of thing and just not sort of really trying to go anywhere at the moment. And then yeah, I, I, like, I can see you're thinking, give it another year or so for them to keep getting their draft yeah, picks and go from, the, from my show. Two seasons time, maybe they're going to come out and they're just going to be like really, really good. And everyone's going to be like, oh, where did these guys come from? And, but really, so they've had the players the whole time. They've just they've been waiting team. to... Exactly. See, so the, that's a good show. See, I've put the, I've put the Rockets finishing fifteenth again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, last in the conference last year. I don't see them doing any better this year. No, yeah, they're, they're not a very exciting team to watch. In all honesty, <laughs> I think it's only just came out as well that they've came to an agreement with John Wall that he's now going to be um, essentially getting traded or it's getting bought out. Or something. Right, they're they're looking but, to get yeah. rid of. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not a buyout. I think because I don't think Houston. Because in terms of buyout offers, they'd have to end up paying like him like a hundred million dollars, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I think if it was a twenty million dollar contract, then you know, yeah, it'd be easier to trade for one. But also, they might buy him out then. But him being forty five million a year for the next two years, they yeah, don't want to buy him out. But um, I have I have Houston forty, so you know it's it's in the same sort of area. I think I think they might just win a few more games. I think Christian Wood is really good. Obviously, uh, Buckler. Once upon a time, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think Jalen, they have Jalen Green. Yeah, yeah. I think Jalen Green would be a real. Um, he he he. I think he's going to have something to prove this this season because I think a lot of people, who a lot of stuff came out after the draft about him talking about how he thought he wanted to be the number one pick and he thought he you know he he could be the rookie of the year. He should have been the number one pick. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Um, so I think he's going to have a lot to prove. And I, I think he's going to be going out there and trying to win every single game. I think he's going to have that sort of mentality. I think so. They, he might be able to push into a couple more games. I mean, yeah. So I have number 14, but it doesn't really matter, I think, at this low in the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, bottom two is really how it goes, isn't it? But I, this, they're not a team that excite me in the slightest. Like, even when the Bucks were playing them last season, it wasn't a game that I particularly looked forward to. You know, well, if, then, if I'd fallen asleep and missed the game, I wouldn't have been too upset. I remember one of the angriest games I had because some games actually made me very angry and the, the Rockets game was one of them because it was the game that KPJ dropped 50 on us. So we did. Somehow. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we weren't playing very well either. I think offensively we were really, really inconsistent that night and there was, we had so many opportunities to put the game to bed and we never did and eventually ended up winning at the end and it was, yeah, it was pretty, um, pretty horrendous. <laughs> Made it harder for ourselves than what we had to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so you have the Rockets at 14, the UK, OKC at 15. I'm going to upset that poke out here. I've got the San Antonio Spurs at 14. Mm, I have the San Antonio Spurs at 13. So There we go. But, we have uh, them in again, the same area. Now, what I've got, here's, here's my note on this one. And this is actually, I sort of picked and choose. I didn't sit and go 15 to 1 when I wrote this list. I threw teams in where I wanted to and sort of mixed and matched. The Spurs essentially got 14th because I forgot they were there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is the honest answer. Um, again, I'm not very excited about looking at them playing. I know, obviously, they've re-signed um, Bryn Forbes, haven't they? Yeah, they have, actually. Yeah, so, obviously, he's been back down to them, which, you know, good signing for them. But it's only if he really hits his threes, because there was games where it was great and there was games where it was shit for us, wasn't there? So, mm. But, yeah, I've, much, I've got them and the Rockets battling out 14th and 15th. I think... So, I think... The Spurs are definitely in a position. I think there there are times within like franchises where teams get themselves into a bit of an interesting position where they're sort of semi bad, but not too bad. And the Spurs are definitely in there right now. Like they're um they need to commit to the rebuild right now. Yeah. I think. And but the issue with committing to the rebuild is that it means losing Popovich because he can't be there to. He's not a rebuilding coach. You know, he's That's too. Definitely not. He, he he's a winner, and they're not going to be doing very much winning with the team they have, and it and it could jeopardise the future of some of their their really young, uh, their nice young talent. I mean, Dejounte Murray is a really good, really good prospect, I think, for the future. But um, but yeah, they've lost their best player, 
uh, DeRozan's onto the balls. So they, I think they need to start like, and I mean, they, 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 um, they got some stuff for him, but not enough as they maybe could have done if they traded him maybe last year. But I think they need to fully commit to commit to a rebuild and maybe trade some of their um their assets. Not, but I don't think they have many tradable assets in the first place. That's, no, so. I think that, that's going to be their issue, isn't it? Is that like you're saying, they've not got a hell of a lot to trade. They're sort of in that horrible sort of limbo that. They're going to have to go for it at some point, you know. Do they try and get through this season and then they go for the rebuild? Do they do they embrace it and do what the Magic done this year and just go absolutely crazy come deadline day? Yeah, I think, that's the other that's the other option they'll have, isn't it? I, I reckon they may they may do that, but it's it's such a hard decision when Popovich has such like a such control over the, the front office, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's he's going to want to win. I think, and I think that's going to really. I mean, obviously he's he, he's one he's well, I mean, he's up there with one of the greatest coaches of all time, but I think he, he could really jeopardise the future of the Spurs by not rebuilding quick enough. And I think, but we'll, um, we'll see what happens to them, but I wouldn't want to be a Spurs fan this season. No, I can't imagine it's going to be particularly enjoyable, to be honest. Which, that's a shame, but it is what it is, really, isn't it? Because uh, at least with Houston and OKC, you have some young talent that you're, that you're watching and you're like, oh, let's see how they develop. It'll be fun to watch. Even if we are getting battered every week, it'll be fun to watch them put up numbers. But I don't think the Spurs really have anyone like that. No, I can see them. I think it's going to be a dull season for their fans, for mm. the exact reason you said. You know, you look at OKC, and as much as they're young and they're losing, their players are still gaining something out of it. You're not going to get that with the Spurs at the moment, are you? And it's, I, I can't. I wouldn't enjoy this season if I was a Spurs fan. No, I don't it's, it's a shame. So that takes us on to twelve. Who have you got at twelve? Um, I've got the Kings at twelve. Spot on, mate. Same here. Yeah, and, and another team that uh, I think they're in this, uh, a similar position to the Spurs in that they're like sort of they're not good enough to make the playoffs, but also um, you know their assets aren't really good enough to build a contender. But I think they've got like a yeah. top. I think De'Aaron Fox is up there with one of the best point guards in the league. So I think that's what I have Absolutely. them over the Spurs because he's a better player than anyone the Spurs have. Yeah, but I think. The Kings are also in a position where they need to. The, the problem with the Kings is their timeline also doesn't really match the rebuild. They've got, you know, Rishan, Rishan Holmes on a really, really good contract. I think he's on 10 million a year for a couple of years. And he's, a, he's, a, he's sort of like a mini Brook Lopez. He's a, he's a very good, very Absolutely. good player for, for that cheap. So, um, you know, they've got a couple of a couple of good players there. You know, Tyrese Halliburton's a very good player. Um, David Mitchell in the draft, I think it was a bit of a steal for them as well. Um, really good defensive guard. Uh, from the looks of him in the G League, anyway, um, and the, I think the Buddy Hill trade is almost inevitable at this case, uh, at this stage. Like, I think he by the trade deadline, Buddy Hill won't be on the Kings. It'll just be nah, interesting I agree on that one. where he is and what they get back for him. Um, but you know, the few, I think the Kings do have some sort of a future. I mean, Bagley is also also you know the, the, the sore thumb, right? He was um, he was picked what well, he was picked before Luca, right? <laughs> It was. The- I'm, I'm, I'm sitting looking through the roster just now. It's not a bad roster that they've got. You know, it could be a. It's not a bad team, but it's not a great team. No. But you know, there's definitely promise there. And yeah, so if if Bagley continues his injury problems, are they going to trade him? What they're going to do with him? I think the the Kings have a lot of decisions to make this year about trades and and rebuilds or whatever they're going to do. And I think they just need to decide. But until then, they're going to be sort of this. Like mid lottery team somewhere in there, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where they are now. So it's, it's a bit of a shit place to be stuck in there as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
which again it's not an ideal place to be sat. You're not you're not getting a high well, you're getting a higher pick, but you're not getting the highest pick you can get. Yeah, and you don't really want to hit the rebuild because if you do start rebuilding, your your best player in Fox is gonna not want to stay around. And you don't yeah, want he's, to he's gonna to want to go. Because you're I think it's a bit, like, they're only, if they're gonna do things like that, they're then gonna to have to look at a way to really build around him. But again, you know, how do they go about doing it? Yeah. I think so, if they're clever, they can. I think they have enough assets there to trade for another star player. I think mm-hmm. they, they could do, but it's about finding who. I mean, because I think they've probably got quite a few of their picks as well. So they can, you know, and, and if a star player becomes disgruntled, then they can maybe chuck a bunch of stuff at them. But I, I'm not sure if the player would want to go to Sacramento in, in the first place. But oh, that is very true. I've seen the name Ben Simmons floated around, and I think that may be an interesting fit. They would need to give up a hell of a lot for that, though. That's the issue. Well, I think at the moment, though, they're, you know, um, Ben Simmons' trade value is on the floor. It is, but the Sixers still haven't seen it, though, are they? They're still demanding, you know, huge returns for them. I think by the trade deadline, their opinion on that may have changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Because it's blatantly obvious that he's not wanting to be there, isn't it? Yeah, the, the longer they don't trade him, the lower his value gets. I think they have Correct. to trade him and Spot on, I, think, I think the two teams that I have next to each other in the standings here, my team at 11 and my team at 12, are both destinations that he could be traded to. And I think he would fit at both of them because both teams need a bit of, bit of defence, a bit of playmaking uh, alongside their already star players to, to push them onto that next level. And I think the Kings with, with um, Simmons are maybe a bit more of a playing team. You know, mm-hmm. maybe up in the the, the the eight and the nine rings. And the team I have at eleven with Simmons, I think, pushes them into the playoffs quite convincingly. I'm gonna to touch on eleven and I've got the Timberwolves at eleven, which I'm gonna guess is what you've got. I also have the Timberwolves at eleven, yes. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I'm actually quite excited to watch him this year. I think they've, they've got themselves a they're not again, they're not gonna be world beaters, but they've definitely got themselves a decent looking team. That I don't think it would surprise folk if they were to sneak into the plane. No, you know, no, no. But I think, yeah, I think the Timberwolves have a very good team. And if they can stay fit, then that's always been their problem. You know, both, D- both D'Lo and Kat have had their injury problems. And it's about keeping, you know, all three of their players fit. You know, Anthony Edwards had a crack in rookie year. Um, if a little bit, you know, inconsistent, like shooting splits. But, you know, he scored the points and that's what, that's what matters at the end of the day. Uh, and, you know, Kat is increasingly becoming, you know, um, underrated because he just can't seem to catch a break with his Correct. team just being with his team just being dreadful. So hopefully this year they can finally push on and start winning. Well, but it's going to they're seen Patrick hard. Beverly there as well, haven't they? So um, yes, yeah, right, they did, didn't they? Yeah. So they got him as well, which I think see the three of them together. I think that's going to be a very fun team to watch. That's a uh, that's a solid uh, solid um backup. Back up for, for defense as well, because that's the one thing that the Timberwolves need is, is defense. Because Correct. Cat can't defend, D'Lo can't defend, Edwards can't really defend either. They need players around them who can defend, and a player who can defend is Ben Simmons. <laughs> that is very true. It, and it would be a very good fit for them, but again, it's what the Sixers are going to have to eventually accept that they're not getting as much. But how long do teams hold out before they just agree to come to an agreement with the Sixers? Well, like, well I think. You know, the Timberwolves would be a great, a great team for him to go to. And I think, you know, the Sixers said they want an all-star back, you know, in return. And D'Angelo Russell 
technically is an all-star. He had an all-star season in Brooklyn, right? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think him, I think that's the best sort of player in terms of the, the best ability that you're going to get from Ben Simmons. I think it's probably DeAndre Russell's the best you're going to get at the moment for him. And I think it, I think the Timberwolves actually offered for Simmons without D'Lo, which I think is a bit of a joke because I'm not sure. They have yeah, you may as well lowball them because you know they're going to come back for a counter at some point anyway, aren't <laughs> So, but it, but it, it, if if the Timberwolves are willing to give up D'Angelo Russell, because I don't think they need the extra scoring that he provides, I think the defense and the playmaking of Simmons will really help push them on to be an actual winning basketball team. Absolutely, I reckon and, if they could sign him, I think that would be. I think they would get. Into, to be honest, if they sign Simmons, I reckon they'd get further up than they would. Yeah, definitely. If that trade happens, then they definitely move up up the standings. I think I think they become like a, a seven eight seed. Yep, around, absolutely around there. Yeah, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see if if they manage to do that because the, the Timberwolves need to because Cat's got um, two years left in his contract. I think. I think so. Around that, um, and if if they're not good by then, he he will be he'll probably be looking to yeah he'll be gone go somewhere else. I don't want to blame him. Absolutely. So that takes us to the top ten. So who have you got at ten? Um, I have the Pelicans at number ten. All right. I, I'm starting to think that we have written the bottom five together here. <laughs> Other than a couple of changes, most of it's the exact same. I've got Pelicans as well. From what I remember, <laughs> they were a bit of a bogey team for us last year. But again, I see them maybe scraping into the planes. If that. You know, again, depends how the teams below them do. But I, another team that they don't particularly excite me to watch, to be honest. They don't really stand out as someone who's going to do a lot. They've got Zion, who obviously, apart from the fact that the media absolutely love him, he is a great player. But is he going to be able to carry the team through himself? Yeah, no, I think um, the Pelicans have some good players. Zion is is knocking on the door of second best power forward in the league. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, with with AD's injury issues, he's definitely up there in that discussion. Absolutely. And Brandon Ingram's an all star as well. You know, I think they've got two quality pieces there. But it's the pieces around them that don't really work. They they, they traded Stephen Adams for Valentinus. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm not a massive fan is, of that trade on the Pelicans front. No, I, it I doesn't. Like, I like Stephen Adams. I think he's a good player. Yeah, but me too. And I don't think it changes anything for for the Pelicans. They still have a center who kind of gets in the way, right? Because they they need Brooke Lopez. That's that's who the, yeah. that's who the Pelicans need because it's this it's the, it's the same story as the Bucks. They've got a powerful that can absolutely dominate the paint. So they need a center who can go away from the paint, and that's what Brooke can do. It's why the fit's so nice for him in Milwaukee. Correct. But, um, I think this yeah, just swapping Stephen Adams for Valanciunas, who's I think he shot slightly better from three, but he's not a three point shooting. You know, no, it's, it's, it's not what he's going to be used for. No, it. It it does it does baffle. I mean, maybe I think their hope this season is if uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, if he can have a breakout season with them and sort of uh, become a <laughs> a better player, then um, he will. Uh, then they could maybe finish a little bit higher. But um, he like he could be on to have a most improved season. I think I've seen people people talk about that about him. Him being up there for most improved player this season, just having more opportunity, yeah. basically, you know. Um, but we'll see because obviously they had Bledsoe signed at shooting guard last last season, and they've also lost Lonzo Ball, who was an incredible. They have, yeah. Aye. 
So I think it's going to be another tough season for them. And they're again in with the Timberwolves in needing to, you know, start sorting some stuff out and start really like investing in Zion because otherwise he he's going to go to. I was going to say, I think they're past the stage of being able to rebuild now, aren't they? They really need to commit and go for it. Essentially what the Bucks did yeah. when they signed Giannis on his longer contract, you know, the Supermax, mm-hmm. and they said, right, we will bring in other players. And they went balls out to do it. I think the Pelicans have kind of hit that stage now. Really, you're yeah. saying if, if it doesn't happen, Zion's going to leave. No, they'll, yeah. end up with another, they'll end up with another situation like what the um, Trailblazers had with Dame. Mm, I think Dame said he wants X, Y, and Z, but never got it. I think this this off season particularly was quite confusing because it was the sort of off season where they should should have really gone all in on all in on him. And I think I don't, I don't know why they they should have paid Lonzo all the money, but maybe he didn't want to be there, and it, it, it was that. But um, you know, because he was a great fit with um, with Zion because mm-hmm. he shoot. He can shoot, great playmaker, you know, alley threat. You know, that was a, an almost perfect fit. So it is a big loss for them. And so that they do need to sort of go all in. It'll be interesting to see if they make some moves around the deadline. I think they're going to have to, aren't they? You know, like we're yeah. saying, again, the, the team that's just going to be stumped where they are, not really moving anywhere otherwise. Which then moves us on to nine. I went for the Grizzlies at nine. <laughs> Uh, I've also got the Grizzlies at nine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See, this is why we do this together. Um, I, you know, Jamaran, great player. He's going to keep doing what he was doing last season. He was brilliant, fun to watch. And I think he's just going to continue growing as a player for the time being. Also, we touched on the fact that they had the trade with the Pelicans. I think they've won that trade by getting Stephen Adams. I yeah. generally do think that he's a really, really good player. Like. Again, not the greatest player in the league, but I think he serves a purpose for Memphis more than what Valanciunas will at the Pelicans. And he he's a much better fit at the at the Grizzlies than he was at the Pelicans because with the Pelicans in the first, I don't know why the Pelicans traded him from OKC in the first place. But um, well, I think OKC were going all in a rebuild and just chucked him out there somewhere and said, "Someone yeah. take him, please." Uh, and they were like, wants- "Yeah, right. He's pretty good." But he didn't work there, and it worked much better here. I think he's a he is a very good player, very very good player. Probably probably the biggest biggest and like strongest in the league. Was, I I really like watching him. I think there was a game against us last year where he was just unbelievable. I think it was rebounds and points. He was just he was getting everything. As soon he's as he massive. got anywhere near the net, it was the ball was in his hands, regardless of who was meant to have it. And this is this is the real battle of the uh, the rookies, right? Uh, um, from what two years ago now, mm-hmm. nine, nine and ten, the Grizzlies versus the Pelicans. So, it's going to be real, really interesting uh, to see them go ahead. And uh, you know, John Morant was crazy in the um, in the playoffs. Well, in the play-in, I should say, wasn't it? Correct. And, uh, he he um, oh, oh, did, oh, did, did did they make the playoffs in the end? Actually, um, I'm, yes, they did. Yeah, and then he, I... he 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 averaged like thirty against whoever they played. They they got knocked out in not very many games. Was it was it the Nuggets? It's got them in eighth year, so they would have played the Jazz by the looks of it. I think. Yeah, the Jazz. Uh, that was it. And I think they they uh, were. Um, and I think Jar averaged very many points. I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to fact check myself on a basketball reference, but I'm pretty sure he had a pretty mental playoff career. Yeah, he he, he <laughs> in um in his uh, five playoff games, they lost in five. Uh, he averaged thirty points. And uh, eight assists, which well, is... That's a good memory, being able to remember that. That's a good effort. Which is pretty great. And if he can continue that form into the into this year, then they could be a contender to make the play-in. 
this year. Well, they're going to make. It, well, we have them making the play, but I think they can yep. make the playoffs from the play and again because he he's, he he is such a big game sort of star. So. I think it'd be interesting to watch, but I think he's definitely got. They've got the potential to do it. And again, also they made the planes or the playoffs through the planes last year, so I think they can do it again this year. You know, I've almost got the same teams making the planes this year in the Western Conference anyway. Minus, well, there's a couple of swaps, but two of the teams in there were there last year, in my eyes. But it'll be interesting to see what they can do. It will be. It will be. I think uh, Dylan Brooks is a really good player as well. I mean, we have nicked their greatest player in Grayson Allen. So that's true. Well, but they they've got Utah's finest, Sam Merrill. Like, he's going to be uh, <laughs> lighting it up from three. I was going to say, I think we definitely won that trade, didn't we? <laughs> okay, absolutely won that trade, right? So that takes us on to eight, which obviously back in the day that would have just got you straight into the playoffs. I have went also the Trailblazers were sixth last year and made straight into the playoffs. I've got them sitting eighth this year I think they've had a bit of a weird off season because I'm assuming by you laughing there you have went with the Blazers as well at eight uh, I, I have as well <laughs> got with the general Blazers at number eight you'd think that we were copying each other but um, oh, we are sat at completely other ends of the country so I was say we're a good few hundred <laughs> miles away from each other and this has just been done on our own but it's you know clearly great minds think alike that's what I'm exactly. going to do exactly you know, yeah, but that's I, what it is Obviously, the Blazers had a bit of a weird off-season, didn't they? Because Dame sort of was saying that he wanted the Blazers to go out and basically trade players to bring to help him. Blazers said they would, and then they never. And they've left him high and dry, and he's went back on his own. Yeah, he got, like, Larry Nance yeah. Jr., which is yeah, so, pretty much it. <laughs> which I really, I think it's a shame, because I really, really like Dame. He's one of my favourite players in the NBA. Right? He is absolutely fucking outstanding. And great fun to watch. That it's such a shame to see that Portland are just they're riding the hell out of him at the moment. Yeah, he's a he, he's a proper quality player. But I think Portland are also in the sort of position where there isn't much more they could do. I don't think. I don't think they have the assets to make a big trade for a big player. And I don't think there's any player really available that that they could get. I think if someone becomes available in the season, then maybe they can get him. But I think they're, they're they are stuck in a really difficult place because they've got this player that they need to invest all their time in. But they can't because they haven't really got too much to, to do. I think like they moved Gary Trent for Norman Powell, which I think was a sort of sort of going in because Gary mm-hmm. Trent's more for a future, more a future player. But they, they were pretty similar players, but Gary Trent's five years younger than Norman Powell, so I think that move was questionable last year anyway. So yeah, I think they're going to have a a tough year um, considering they've been you know pretty good recent in recent times. Uh, and I think unless they trade for someone, I think I think we may see maybe not see the Dame trade now this year, but I think maybe next season might be the time. Yeah, I can see it's been spot on there. Right? I don't think he's got another two years there, which it's a shame, but it's understandable. You know, he's not on a team that's going to be winning. And quite frankly, Dame dragged that team through the season last year mm-hmm. with his performances. That you know. The Portland then bite the bullet and say, right, we're going to give up our best player we've had in years. We're just going to go for a rebuild. What can we get for him? Because his trade value is still high at the moment. Yeah, I think even if he demands trade, he, they can still get a ridiculous amount. I mean, you're looking sort of James Harden size package and the James Harden was massive. And admittedly, yeah. I think the Rockets could have got an even better package than they did. I think the Philadelphia package for James Harden was mm-hmm. much better than what they ended up getting. But I think, you know, I think they were fully committed to the rebuild as opposed to going into the 
into the sort of semi-winning stage. But um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting situation. But I think, you know, he's going to, I think with the plane, with him being in the plane tournament, if we're predicting him being in the plane tournament, we could be true into an all-time performance for him to push him into the playoffs. I think that might be oh, absolutely. I would have loved to have seen them go further than what they did in the playoffs because it was great. It's great fun to watch. And he's one of those players that no matter what team he's on, you would love to watch him play anyway. Like, yeah. When I was when I was looking at potentially being able to go over to Milwaukee in February, one of the games is against the Trailblazers. And it was the one game that stood out. I mean, like, holy shit, I was like, that'd be a great game to go to. As long as Damien Lillard was on the court, it'd be fantastic. It'd be frustrating but, if you'd gone all the way there and then, and then he well, gets traded after the season. That has actually happened. So the one basketball game I've been to in America was the Nets and the Lakers, to which... Kobe was still playing in the Lakers at the time and I was absolutely buzzing when I was buying tickets thinking, yes, this is amazing, I'm going to get to see Kobe Bryant. Guess who was injured? <laughs> Missed it. Uh-oh. So, it was one of those moments. But, I, you know, I can see them making the play in tournament. I don't, again, it's whether or not Dame can then drag the Blazers all the way through again. I think if, he, if they make the play in, in the eighth spot as well, they'll get two shots, right, to go through. They do. I think Dame, in one of those games, will have a, a ridiculous game and will take them to the playoffs, but then I think they'll get beaten pretty convincingly when they get there. Yeah, it's, it'll be tough. But, I mean, even then, like we, we, we were talking on this, this last podcast about uh, the game score stat. You know, Dame has, statistically, the best playoff game of all time, and they lost because his team can, can help, and, that, and that, that was against the Nuggets uh, last season. So, it's such a shame. There's only so much you can do. I, know, I, I, I would really like to see him in a new situation. I think oh, absolutely. I, I know it's pretty much impossible for it to ever happen, but I would love to see him on the box. Oh, yeah. You know, it, he, I think... Uh, I don't think it's particularly impossible, but it, it couldn't happen for at least, I don't think, like two years. I think we'd have to... Draw Chris would have to take some fat pay cut in a couple of years' we, time. And we then, would need them to have a conversation with Bobby Portis. <laughs> about how to take pay cuts and be happy with it. But I think I, I think there's also an argument to be had that maybe Dane's just the, the loyal the loyal guy and oh, he respects what Portland have done for him and as as, as such he's just going to stay there the whole time because and winning doesn't matter to him because some players don't care about winning as much. And, well, you know, that is true and that, that would be a nice side of the story if it is that way because he has obviously said he's went back and he's fully committed to playing for the team. Yeah, I, I think I think he's been so even as a loyal bloke. Yeah. Even as a loyal bloke, there must be something that, you know, he's still sitting there biting his tongue at points. At the end of the day, you're, a basket, you're an NBA player, you do want to win rings. I, I think he's just afraid of um, the backlash that he might potentially get for demanding a trade. But because I think he, he, he doesn't not like Portland. I think he loves Portland and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to leave. He really doesn't want to leave. But there, there is going to be a time where he has to. And he, he's just afraid of what that could mean for what people think of him. Yeah, true. So before we move on to number seven, I've got a bit of UK Bucks news, which I announced on Twitter a couple of days ago, which came about because I was joking about with the guy who, or the social media guy at Fanatics, but I am now partnered with Fanatics, which is oddly cool. So I now get like daft discount codes that I can give folk and get money off and all the shit that goes with it. So if they don't sponsor the podcast, by the way, so this is me just. <laughs> chat shit and boasting the fact that I've managed to get Fanatics on board with UK Bucks but if you're ever shopping at Fanatics give us a shout and we can get your money off which is always a bonus for everybody 
Right, so seeing as we seem to be going sort of the same the whole way through this, I'm going to go with a guess here and say that both of us have the Warriors at seven. I think this may be where we are departing. In oh. our ways. I thought from uh, to be fair, I thought from eight we were going to be different from eight all the way up, but I think from now I reckon we we're going to have a very different a very different list. Oh, interesting. Because so at number seven, I have I have the Clippers. Oh wow! You've got the because, there. Well, Kawhi is going to be out for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I think because of that, it's really just going to affect their record. I think by the time they get to playoff time, they're going to be a different team. But um, without Kawhi, it's going to be you know Paul George and then you know, some pretty decent players around him, but not not great ones. So not I don't think I don't... you know I, I can see that I actually forgot Kawhi was injured. Um, I'm not writing this, but no, that is actually a very fair point. So um, that's why, yeah. yeah. Plus, they've got Eric Bledsoe though, so you know, from what they lose uh-huh. out of Hawaii, they're obviously going to make up with Big Eric. You know, the legend that he is. And to be but, fair, uh, you know, Reggie Jackson turned into you know a different, completely different player in the playoffs. So I think I think that's why they won't drop out of the playoffs completely, even though they are going to be without their best player for like the whole season. But yeah, you know. Yeah, it's fair show, actually. It's actually not a bad show. I went with the Warriors at seven. Obviously, I know they've got clean staff, but bring them a couple of spots. They were, what, ninth last year. So I've got them still in the play in, but slightly further up. Um, but I haven't got the Warriors at seven. A lot of publications I was reading have the Warriors at like like two and three, wow. like up there. I think they're expecting that Clay coming back is going to rejuvenate the old form, but I'm not. Particularly sure, but I, it's a ri- oh. it's a risky one, that isn't it? Because it always was one of two ways: either he's going to be on fire, or it's going to take him a while to find his mojo and get back into it. Yeah, I think I, I think the kind of person Clay Thompson is that I think he may be just the same. He's just going to come back, oh. but it, it it has been two years, so that's the thing. It's been a long time that he's out. So as much as he's doing practice and all that, it's going to be a massive change coming back into that after so long out. But. I also got. I don't know why. I've just. I've decided the Warriors are seventh. It's where they were sticking with me. Still in the play, moving up on where they were last year and improving, but not quite enough to get straight into the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair enough. I think it, it is. Their season is very much how good is Top Clay going to be, and that will decide everything. And, how, and what type of Draymond Green are you getting as well? Because recently he's also been falling. Like he's basically Ben Simmons at this point. Yeah, like that. They're pretty much the same player. You know, they can't like, offensively. They're um, limited, but then playmaking and defense, they're both very, very good. At it. But um, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how 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 he's playing and how good Wiseman is as well. Mm-hmm. They've got a good team. I think there's definitely no denying that because I'm right. So they got picked by the Lakers last year, didn't they? They had that crazy game in the playing. Yes, aye. yes, I think so. <laughs> that was it. But, aye, but I don't know. I think Steph's obviously going to do, do what Steph does best, and he's going to be sinking threes like in his sleep. The, I would know, love to. I would love to see Clay come back and make a massive comeback, but I don't know if he will. Did, did the Grizzlies beat the Warriors in the play? Was it that? The, yeah. Yes. And then the Grizzlies went on to play. And then oh, I can't remember. 
So say, it got all confusing for me last year at that, that point. I think I sort of I very I didn't pay a hell of a lot of attention to the um, yeah. <laughs> planes, to be honest, especially in the West. So yeah, anyway, yeah. we've obviously went different on seven then. So who have you got at six? I have um, a fellow European uh, superstar. I've got the, I've got the Dallas Mavericks at six. We are the same. We're back. We're back together. Good. We are. And you've called them big European. I've got them here as big, sexy Luca. We'll have another banging season. <laughs> he will. And he'll but, carry carry the team to a, a crazy seed. But again, his team isn't good enough. And yeah, his team, his team need to pull the finger out. Kristaps Porzingis, I would love to see actually pull something out and actually do well. You know, yeah. there was... I know he's been a bit of a sort of drama queen in the rest of it, but I'd love him just to see, you know what, right, fuck it, I'm here. Let's just go with this. You're playing with one of the best players in the league. Embrace it and see what you can do. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think, as well, I think if they can get his value up, then he may be a potential trade trade option for them to sort of him and then his contract, though, isn't it? His contract was massive, if I'm not right, if I'm right, so. yeah, yeah. But if they can get him for like, if they can get another big star to go with Luca for a big, you know, using mm-hmm. Porzingis' contract and then some other sure. assets, then, then the Mavericks would be better. But, Luca will always carry them to a ridiculous position. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think he has a team around him at this very moment to go on further. But I think the Mavericks are trying, and I think they've got time. So. Oh, absolutely. I think you know they were what fifth last year, so I don't think they're going to be far off that. We've obviously both got them at six, but I think they're definitely a good team. They've obviously they re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. as well, didn't they? Crack and play. Crack again, and play for them. Correct. Another great player. That it's not a bad big three if KP can pull his finger out. You know, yeah, and do what he needs to do. Tim Hardaway can definitely be third, fourth type of guy on, on a championship team, I think. So mm-hmm. it, it's about their number two being better. So I think their season relies on posing gets realistically. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I, I, the Mavericks are going to have a very similar season to last year, I think, basically. And obviously, the, they were in f- fifth last year, but this year, the Lakers aren't. We're, well, with, we're, I assume we're both saying the Lakers aren't going to be as injured the whole season. No, and, correct, no. and that's just why they're down one because the Lakers will play properly. They were good fun to watch last year as well. Obviously, Luca going off all the time was just great to watch. But I remember seeing something, it was one of those really shitty trade rumours that somebody had put out on Twitter about KP coming to the Bucks <laughs> at one point. And I just remember sitting there, I was like, how on earth are we ever going to afford that? And I was like, was... I don't think I would take him on the team, but how on earth would you afford that contract? Chris Middleton would have definitely have had to be involved in that trade, and there is no chance I'm taking Chris Tapsposing. I don't even want Pozinkis, but I would, I'd keep. I'd rather have Brook Lopez than than, than Pozinkis. Like, absolutely. Like, Pozinkis would be the eighth best player on our team, maybe seventh around there. Because you know, I'm, I'm not taking over any of the starting five, and he's not better than Bobby Portis. And I guess he's around Grayson Allen's level then, but we haven't seen him play. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Tenacity is better than KP. Oh, of course. Get that one out there right now. God. I think we can both agree that the Mavs are going to have a very similar season. And again, I'm taking a guess that you've probably got the Lakers where I've got the Lakers. And it's going to knock a few teams down where they finished last year. Mm -hmm. 100%. I think, you know, to be fair, they're still making the playoffs with finish sick. I don't think that's a bad finish for them. They're going to be happy. No, I think... I think that's fine for them, and I think you know they're going to have a big, some big off seasons um, coming up that they're going to have to deal with. But uh, if they can, cause I think I think Dallas is a team where they can sign a big name free agent, and I mm-hmm. think 
the issue with that is obviously Paul Zingas is massive contract, but yeah. um, that expires in check out. Uh, oh, expi- uh, in 2022, 2023, he's got a, a player option which he'll probably take. So, yeah, I was gonna say, given the money, he's probably gonna look at taking that, isn't he? But by that point, you've then got a potential trade anyway if you're still there. Yeah, so or with only a year left on it, it's easier to trade that way. So, there's, I mean, there's definitely a chance there that you could. You know, I'd just like to see him do better because I want Luka Doncic to do well. Yeah, me too. I know it sounds really daft because he plays on a different team. He doesn't play for the Bucks, but he's one of those players that you can't really hate when you watch him. No, I think except for the one thing about Luka that is really annoying is the um, the flagrant fouls that he's constantly getting. Mm -hmm. Right, he was he was second in the league last season, I think, behind Dwight Howard for flagrant fouls uh, accumulated. Because he's just constantly whining at the refs. I think he's probably... LeBron does it all the time as well. I don't know if he's got it from him, but that's the only annoying part of him. That I will give you. That that brings my gears in all sports. Not just, like, it doesn't matter what sport, especially football. But it's not something I want to see in basketball. You know, the referee gives the decision. Just go with it. If you don't agree with it, say it to your coach. Let your coach fucking challenge it. And go from there. You know, you don't have to get an them for every decision to make. Which, again, ironically, after I said I didn't like LeBron last week, that's one of the reasons I don't like LeBron. LeBron. But yeah. I also just think he's a dick in general. But Doncic, when you watch him play, you can't help but enjoy watching him play. Other than being a little bitch to the ref. And it's, I, I think with Luca as well, it's like you're watching the future of the league and you know you are. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's obvious that whenever, whenever Giannis stops being the best friend of the league, Luca's going to be. <laughs> Luca's the next guy. Oh, you know. uh, you're spot on on that one, mate. You're spot on. <laughs> right, so right, number five, I've went with the Clippers. Obviously, I didn't okay, have yeah. seven, so I went well, one because I forgot Kawhi was actually injured. Um, but I don't know why. I just seem, apart from I've got them written down here as the second best team in LA, I just see them kind of making the like so dropping down. Where was it to finish last year? Was it fourth? Oh, they finished fourth in the conference last year. I've got them down at fifth this year. So that's just the Lakers again pushing them down because yeah, pretty much, mate. Aye, but I don't know why. I just I can just see them sort of just sneaking along and just doing what they need to do with the kind of impression of their players will have the mentality of the better we do now. When Kawhi comes back, teams will be afraid of us, kind of thing. And there'll be players that are wanting to prove that they can do it without Kawhi. And I think they'll definitely get to the point. I mean, I think they were getting there this season where they become underrated because mm-hmm. people, the media and stuff, had, had hyped the, uh, them up so much in the bubble season and then obviously they were they did a bucks in the, in the in the uh in the um in the playoffs and then i think this year this year they had a real chance of kicking on and going on to actually win it uh, yeah. you know, i think i think if Kawhi doesn't go down with his injury in the playoffs i think they make the finals over the suns and that's a different finals mm-hmm. completely for us but um that's indeed because that, that that's the Kawhi versus Giannis round two which would have been very fun to watch well that would maybe not for us <laughs> <laughs> that is true so then who have you taken at five I've got the Nuggets at five they were what oh, third okay. third last season they were, yeah. again just dropping down a couple of places mainly for me because I've got the Lakers and Warriors you know they're not injured anymore so they're going to come back up but also uh, Jamal Murray's going to be out for I think pretty much the whole season for the Nuggets mm-hmm. so you know they're, they're missing their you know their, their point guard so it, that will slow them down. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a massive season for them, though, in space of that. 
I mean, the, he, that Jamal Murray's injury is one of the main reasons I picked Michael Pochettino for my for my fantasy team. <laughs> I'm thinking. See, I've, I've taken the Nuggets before. So yeah. I've kept them sort of the same area. Again, you know, roughly similar to yourself. But obviously they've got the Joker there, who's obviously the reigning MVP. And they've actually got one of my favourite players to watch in Campazzo. I really enjoy watching him play. I don't oh, know what it is about his style of play, but it's just it's a little bit different. And I think it's the fact that he also looks like a midget on the telly compared to the rest <laughs> of the basketball, like every other basketball player. But I just really enjoy watching him. He's five so, so he's, just, he's the same height as me, right? <laughs> and I'm obviously I don't see myself as a midget, but when you see him stood next to the seven footers, you're like, oh, he's tiny. He, he, but, he does look really small. I don't think he's a. I think he's really fun to watch, which I, I don't understand. I can't really explain why. I just enjoy watching him play. I, I, I think it's his Europe, European style, right? Because he he's he played for Real Madrid, right? Before I think so, yeah. Before the Nuggets, and he's obviously twenty eight, and he was a rookie last year. So you know, he, he's, um, I think, he's a much more mature sort of, and he just plays very differently to everyone in the league because yeah, just, most not not you know back in the old NBA, I think you quite often had older foreign players coming over and starting for the first time. Yeah. But nowadays it, it is a bit stranger, so he's a bit more um, refined as a player, I guess. So his and he'll probably be the start of the season. So see yeah, that's that true, right? So I'm going to leave it for the Clippers at five. Who have you taken at four? That's where I've got the Warriors. I've got the Warriors at four. Ah. Right, well, that's I, I think they're going to kick on, and I think they're going to be really good. But maybe not as good as they were, but I think I think Clay's going to come back to pretty much what he was. Um, you know, and I think he can be. You know, if you're looking, if you're looking for comparisons, I reckon he'll come back as a, a very similar to player to a certain uh, Chris Middleton. I reckon they're going to be around. He's going to be around that level of player, and yep. with and with Steph being on the same sort of level as Giannis, you know, that's a championship quality team. That is indeed. It's a very fair sort of way of putting that, actually. Yeah. And if you have Draymond Green as the Drew Holiday defensive anchor, you're looking at a very solid box comparison. Isn't it? Yeah, you've got yourself a very strong team there as well, don't you? So that's, you know, that's a fair shout, actually. I've potentially yeah, slept on the waters a bit there. So uh, yes, right. I also think the Warriors are another trade destination as well. Wiggins, as well as they, they've got a hell of a lot of young players now because they've been so bad for the last couple of seasons that yeah. their picks have been pretty good. I think they could maybe make a bigger, make a move. Some, if some star, I mean, my my dream trade from the off season was the Warriors trading for Lillard. I would have, I, would I think, a backcourt of Steph and Dame would be unbelievable. Chaos, but, that'd be incredible to watch. Yeah, it'd be it'd be unbelievable basketball. <laughs> but um, again, that that'd be the most ridiculous game of all time. Then you have, then you'd have Clay at the three, Draymond at the four, and then maybe like, and then you'd probably have to give up Wiseman in that trade. So you Kevon Looney, whoever it's it doesn't really matter. That'd be, that'd be amazing to watch. That would, that would be incredible. Right, yeah, so then, think, oh, sorry. Yeah, Wiggins and Picks and and their young players will get a star. Could get can get a star player. That's a star player level deal. So if they go for it, they do. Obviously, maybe not Dame, but it'd be interesting to see if they do go for a trade like that at some point. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So that takes us on to the top three. Now I get the idea we might actually have a, a very similar top three here. The same top three, in fact. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But ah. let's go. So, for, uh, who's your num- number three? Number three, I went for the Jazz. Ah, yeah. So this is this is where we're diverging because. Oh wow! And number three, I have NBA finalists, Phoenix Suns. Oh. 
Um, yeah, I think. Uh, really? Do Do we want to do our, our our top three and then discuss just in general all of? Yeah, them. I think that's probably going to be the best way to do it. So yeah. I've got three: the Jazz, two's the Suns, obviously last year's finalists, and I've got the newest super team on the block, the LA Lakers, taking number one. I have the Suns at three. I have the Lakers at two, and then I have the Jazz at one again. The Jazz oh, taking the think... one seed again. Oh, strong call. Okay. Yeah, I what's think. Make, what's making you go for the Jazz? Um, in in the same sense of uh, how the Bucks were the last couple of years, the last two seasons when they were the one seed both both years. I think the Jazz are going to be very similar. You know, regular season teams very good in the regular season and then collapse in the playoffs like they did last year. Rudy Gobert will get completely exposed later in the season, but during the regular season, he's a monster. And the best, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. It's going to win conference titles. So I think, yeah. I, I think, I think uh, Gobert's defense will lead them to the number one seed. I think Donovan Mitchell will take a will s- secure himself as a top ten player in the league, and I think carry them up to that number one seed, but then I think they'll fall apart in the playoffs is, is where I'm going with it. Yeah, fair enough, because they've, they've also got what was the sixth man of the year last year as well. They had Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson, which was a great player. They've got, now I'm right, saying Joe Ingles is still at them just now as well, who can definitely hit three-pointers when he wants to. He showed that against us last year. They've got Mike Conley, who's a great point guard as well, all-star mm-hmm. last year. I think their team's basically the same team. I don't think there's any reason why their team being the same, it wouldn't take them back to number one seed again. The only reason I put them down to three is, well, one, obviously the Lakers. Yeah. I think, I think, see if the Lakers can stay fit. It's, it's kind of similar to the whole sort of net scenario we've had this year. If their core can stay fit, I don't think anyone's going to stop them in the West. No. I think, I think to be honest, taking out the bucks of any sort of bucks bias here, I think a Lakers net finals as much as I don't think it would be incredibly good for basketball, I think it would be quite good to watch and quite interesting to see mm. as a, a seven-game series. But, like you're saying, obviously, we touched on the Jazz. They've got Rudy Gobert, which, again, great player. Donovan Mitchell, great player. Jordan Clarkson, great player. I just have them at three on the basis. I think the Lakers are number one, and I think the Suns have got a bit more fuel in them now after losing, what, four straight in the finals to us. Mm-hmm. They, had, they needed two more wins, and they fucked up, essentially. They... They've re-signed CP3, they've still got Booker, they've got DeAndre Jordan. I think they're going to be there thereabouts for the next couple of seasons. DeAndre, but close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but, has, where is DeAndre Jordan now? Because he, he had a big falling out with You're right, I think the wrong name, haven't I? <laughs> DeAndre Jordan had a big falling out with the Nets because he sucks. <laughs> Why have I written DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Ayton, that's one. Hmm. I, I, I said this out. I, I, I do it all the time as well. Yeah, it's because it's, it, it, Jordan's been around longer, so he, he just sort of rolls up. Oh, uh, DeAndre Jordan's with the Lakers now. Of course he is. Well, Dude, that's why I've, seen it. I've been on the Lakers afterwards. That's where <laughs> it went. But I, 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 just, I think they've got a really, really good team, the Suns. They, they showed it through the playoffs last year. They were a good team. Booker was great for the most part. CP3, again, had his moments. He obviously had moments where he wasn't quite as good and it impacted the team. But I think the sort of the fuel from losing in six against us is going to take them and push them to take second again in the Western. Yeah, uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's fair enough. I think with, I think the Suns will be good. I just don't think they'll be as good as the Lakers or the Jazz, basically. I think they'll just, mm-hmm. they'll just be really good as well. 
But I think I think the Lakers won't take the number one seed. I think they'll have struggle finding fit at the beginning of the season. They might lose. Mm-hmm. There might be a couple of upsets at the beginning of the season where they lose because Westbrook isn't fitting with the system very well because of the spacing issues that are going to come with having Westbrook in the team and LeBron. It doesn't. I still yeah, don't think that fit works. It's a weird dynamic. I still don't think that fit works at all. And I think come playoff time, that may show up. And I'm, you know, people are already, you know, signing them into the finals. But I don't think that's necessarily a done deal. I think. I think, for example, I think the Warriors are, are a horror matchup for the Lakers in terms of mm-hmm. like stuff. So, and I think AD will get injured for a bit because he always does. Yeah, and, that's, that's a given. And, Le- and uh, LeBron and, uh, will have a huff, going to huff at some point because somebody will have said something nasty about him on Twitter. <laughs> and he'll start another fucking hashtag of how he's upset. Hashtag wash king. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody... Like even like NBA journalists, nobody takes took that seriously, right? I think that's that's, no, that's a massive joke to everyone. Yeah, it was just him being. <laughs> nobody is saying. Nobody has ever said that LeBron is washed. <laughs> uh, just, anyway. just himself getting upset. But, but yeah, so, uh, I, I, so I had them in second just because of that, basically. No, it's a, it's a fair point. I think that if they can if they can all stay fit, I think they'll find a way to make it work. To yeah, sort of yeah, the numbers. Well, I don't think it'll work in the playoffs, if I'm quite honest. I think they'll be undone a little bit there because there's too many players that will want the glory going into the playoffs. But I think they'll I, get themselves what to get there. The biggest issue for them going into the playoffs is the fact that their number, well, their three best players are all very paint-oriented players. Yeah. And that doesn't really work. You know, Russell Westbrook turns into a, you know, a prime bricklayer in the in the in the postseason, he's not going to be able to shoot from mid range, let alone three. And you know, it's the same thing with LeBron. He's, he he can't shoot either. It's, I mean, every <laughs> I find about the, the the worst ever like shot selector in NBA history is LeBron after he's made a three because he'll make a three <laughs> and the very next position he'll, he'll come up, he'll dribble up the court, two seconds into the shot clock, he'll chuck up some three and it will bounce the battle in miles <laughs> bounce someone. But um. Yeah, I think AD's going to really have to extend his range to the three-point line this season. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. They've got so many big fish now in a very small pond to try and make it work. But... To be fair, though, their bench could very well carry them. I, we haven't even talked about Carmelo Anthony, and he, he's become a very good three-point shooter in recent years. And his, I mean, his, his issue was always um, ego. But I think in Portland, he really... Uh, he lost that, and so I think he could be a very valuable piece of them. Malik Monk, who's decided to go ring chasing at 22, or however old he is, signing a middle that, when he definitely could have got at least 10 million plus. Um, is so now I suppose the money that he's not making, he's going to get the experience of playing or even training with those players. True, which true too. I suppose to an extent that could be priceless, especially if you're that young as well. And it take the opportunity while it's there. Ah, uh, Kendrick Nunn, everyone's favourite. Um, well, not very nice person because of his uh, activities outside of basketball. Um, let's say <laughs> is also on the roster. Well, hey, uh, this is quite—it's quite the group of people, and I think it's a very, very loaded team. And I, I just don't think—I'm not sure it's going to work. I mean, you know, Rondo's not going to get any game time because he can't shoot threes. Gasol is going to be played into the ground because AD refused to play centre because he doesn't want to get out. So he's slapped by Joel Embiid. Um, 
it's going to be an interesting season for sure. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, and I mean, Trevor Reza, he was drafted for the Heat in the playoffs, so no worries about him. I think, yeah, I think I think people are overrating that team compared to Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn are far better. Oh, no, I, I agree that the Nets are still a stronger team. Um, but between them and the late, between the two of them, who have just basically sent anybody and everybody, you know, oh, you want to come play for us, right? So here's some money, over you come. We'll figure out later on how you're going to get into the team and how you're going to get minutes. But be interesting. You know what we are going to have to do, though, at the end of the season now, right? We're going to have to keep a note of this. <laughs> we are going to have to go back at the end of the season. We're going to have to come back to this and see oh, God, if standings. we actually got correct. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that'll be interesting. But I can't, I, I can't believe that um, Lamarcus Aldridge is back. I think it was. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. He medically retired for what? It was his heart, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden he's now fit again to come back. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's really strange. It's really strange. But I guess, and he, he, he was, to be fair, the, um, he played like three games for the Nets, right? I can, I can double check. But he actually looked quite dangerous. Yeah. Because, because, because if, if there's one thing the Nets don't have, it's post presence. That, that, that's been their biggest issue. And Lamarcus, in terms of post scoring, actually looked pretty, pretty good for them. He played, he played five games for them and he averaged 13 points, which is pretty decent on, you know, on, um, percentage on a yeah 50 percent shooting so there you go i think i think if he comes back and he's and he actually plays pretty similar to that that that's going to be dangerous <laughs> i think the biggest issue they'll have is they'll have to be careful how they play him i know he's also been medically cleared to come back but given the reason he had to sort of quit last year i think they will have to be careful on how far they push him you know yeah. Something tells me there'll be a doctor in there somewhere saying like you can only play him for the X, Y, and Z. Don't go crazy, which completely understandable. His health comes first. I hope he is okay. I hope I hope he he is actually medically cleared and he's not just coming back because he really wants that ring. <laughs> yeah, he wants to come chasing that ring for another year and see what happens. So I I hope he's okay. I know, definitely interesting. Anyway, that is our Western Conference predictions obviously the two of us are very experienced when it comes to this and our opinion is gospel so if you don't agree with us you're obviously wrong of course. is essentially how that's going to go like we're saying at the start of the episode we will be back with a second episode this week where we're doing the exact same thing for the Eastern Conference um, I think we can all agree now who will be number one in the Eastern Conference we just have to figure out the other 14 yeah the, uh, the Orlando Magic of course <laughs> spot on mate spot on But no, thank you very much for listening. Take care. Goodbye, Matt. Take care, mate. See ya.